you're listening to the Seven Transformations Podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the7transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my podcast, The Seven Transformations. I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to talk to you about something that is very important to me, obviously. It is transformation. And uh, actually, this episode, I decided to create it because I want your help. I want you to help me create another episode, the follow-up episode, which is going to be next week. I want your suggestions and your input on what transformation means to you. So I'm going to tell you what it means to me in this episode, and I want you to tell me what it means to you. So basically within one or two sentences, maybe three, don't go overboard, give me an email, you know, shoot me a contact on Facebook, feel free to let me know what it means to you. I would greatly appreciate it because I'll take those answers and I will give you a shout out in the next episode. So I would love to see what you think about the word transformation when it comes into your mind. What comes to mind? What does it mean to you? So let me know. So moving on, this episode is about what does the word transformation mean? When I decided to create this podcast, I am creating it because I'm writing a book, and I'll probably be finished with that book in a year. I'm super excited about it because it is the summation of my life experiences. As you can see on the cover, that's me and my dance partner. I'm a competitive ballroom dancer. I've learned you know, to be a professional athlete and push my body, but in the process of that journey, there has been a lot of work on personal development, personal growth, both in myself as well as my students, the people that I teach and work with every day. And I wanted to wrap up all those experiences as well as other ones that I've had. I've been through a lot of personal growth seminars. I've been to energy healing experiences. So both the left and the right brain type of things. And they've come together into this book that I'm writing, which is called the seven transformations and they are basically seven main areas or you know energy centers like the chakras that we experience blockages in you know the slogan to my podcast to my book is create a life you love and what that really means there's a lot of meaning in everything that i've put together you know purple is often associated with divinity or the divine and and that's also a color that's associated with transformation if you can see on my logos and things like that, that the love, the word love, is in purple. Because what that means is that you create a life you love through the process of transformation. And throughout the process of this podcast, through my book, my goal is to explore what does that transformation mean? And what are the different areas that we are constantly transforming? You know, so that's what the seven transformations is about. And... As a way to introduce that idea, I wanted to look at the word itself and what it meant. You know, when I was creating this podcast, they had different options to 
categorize it in. You know, it's personal growth, self. Actually, they didn't even have personal growth. They had self help, health, you know, spirituality and religion, those kind of things. I'm like, man, you know, I wish they had a drop down menu for transformation, because that's a very relevant topic. It's very important. We're all very interested in it. But it is kind of like this very bold word, and I think a lot of times when we hear that, we are afraid to approach it. You know, it's too serious of a conversation, or maybe it's too big of an idea. But I think that it can be every day. I think it'd be something you can see in your own life every day in the work that you do, in your own actions, uh, in your impact on other people, and their impact on you. You know, that there's transformation happening all the time. So what is it? You know, what is it? When does it happen? How does it work? You could talk forever on that topic, and it's very interesting to me. So I decided to put an episode based on what I've learned in my life about what it is and how do I approach it and share it with you. And like I said, I want your feedback on what it means to you. And next episode, hopefully if I get enough feedback, I can create it and give a shout out to everybody from what I learned. But this episode is actually a product of the last couple of interviews I've had, and not really a couple, I've had quite a few. I've interviewed over 30, 30 interviews. Uh, some people I've interviewed, you know, twice. But 30 interviews, more than that, on transformation, on creating a life they love. And what I was able to gain from those interviews, I'm going to share with you in this one. So, you know, I call these different pillars of transformation or different places, however you want to refer to it. But there's seven things that I came up with, and that number seems to follow me everywhere, you know, in this book that I'm writing. So there's seven main areas or places where transformation happens. So I'm going to go through them, and we'll describe each one. So the first one is transformation happens when you give something up. So if you think about what that means, you know, let's say you're having a rough day, you're having an argument with somebody, or something is stressing you out, generally speaking, it's because we are trying to control it. We're trying to control the outcome. We are attached to a certain way that it has to be. And when you can let that go, when you let go of what it has to be and just accept what is, and listen, you know, go with the flow, as they say, then transformation happens. You know, transformation happens when you can let go. So the first one is when you give something up. So that's a good one to know. Anytime you're in a situation when you're hanging on to a particular outcome, maybe what's required for the transformation to happen or for you to reach a breakthrough in it is to just let it go. So number two, it occurs mutually or in a reciprocal fashion. I find this very, very interesting because especially working in the service field, where I you know, have clients, I work with them on their confidence, on getting peace of mind, on becoming stronger, becoming more generous, becoming more focused with their awareness. There's so many areas that I work on with people, and including myself too. And I've noticed that every time we experience a transformation, it, is, it also has a social component. You know, we are evolved as social creatures to be rewarded for our interactions with dopamine, serotonin, and all these things that you hear, you know, everywhere talking about. And when you do something good for someone, you know, and you help their transformation, it also transforms you as well. And this points to the idea of contribution. 
because ultimately it doesn't matter. Let's say you're a hairstylist and you're super experienced and somebody comes in and you transform their look. It's not just a top-down approach because that person thanks you and appreciates you and loves you and gives you that love energy and you are fed from that as well. You're also fed, obviously, maybe if they paid you or if this was a charity thing, you get the benefit of feeling like you have a purpose, or you've contributed to a greater good. You know, so it is a mutual thing. So it's a win-win. That's really what it comes down to is the transformation is a win-win because we are social creatures. We live in society and the impact on other people is always mutual. You know, when you hurt somebody, you're not just hurting them. You're hurting yourself. Yeah, I think there was a famous quote from Buddha about, you know, hurting somebody with your language. It's like, you know, trying to drink the poison and expecting that it will kill them instead, you know, something like this. But it's like anytime you send anger at somebody or viciousness, you are actually poisoning yourself. And the same goes for good things. If you are sending love, if you are doing something good, it is mutually beneficial. So... Number two is it occurs mutually and reciprocally. Number three, it exists in trying something new, in a new action. You know, we always say, I like to talk about this, that if you want a different result, then you choose a different action. That's a pretty straightforward idea. It makes sense. You know, we are creatures of habit, so what you see is what you get. You know, the actions you're taking are creating the results that you are seeing. And a lot of the results you see are the results of habits that you've taken over time. And there is always a transformative power to trying something new. I remember any time we would do a choreography for a student or a new show performance, a new dress, something new that was uncomfortable. You know, we always say push your comfort zone. Well, your comfort zone doesn't exist in what is familiar to you. It exists in what is, you know, unfamiliar. It is what is new and uh, exciting and sometimes scary, right? So transformation exists when you try something new. So that's number three. Number four, this kind of ties into number two, which is that it occurs mutually. Number four is it happens when you give, you know, and giving is, you know, number two is about the social interactions that we have and, how there's a social component to transformation. Number four is when when you give. It's just purely your giving, and that doesn't necessarily have to have a social component because, you know, giving can be totally something else. You might give yourself to a commitment, to an idea, to a cause. You know, that's not necessarily social. It's It's more ideological. But when we give, when we risk, this is having to deal more with your heart center, your relationship to courage and taking action and, and risk and and not being in scarcity mode. This is when transformation happens. When you are open to giving, that is a moment that is always going to be transformative. Life and the most rewarding things are when we give. And this is something that is always present in any transformation. So number five it exists in language. So this is an interesting one, and this is partly inspired by a lot of the seminars that I took. Uh, you know, if you haven't learned about Landmark, Landmark is a great 
seminar personal growth type of company that provides all kinds of things. And, you know, they're not the only ones that discuss the power of language and the meaning that we make. But ultimately, uh, this is where I was made present to the impact of our words in our meaning, you know, making machine, as we say, is that we are constantly making meaning out of the things and happenings in our life. And so transformation, this is something that is very interesting to me, is that it exists in language because language is how we frame things. It is how we create the meaning of it. So, for example, and this is one of my goals with these episodes about transformation in my interviews, it is that to bring that word and its meaning and its occurrence into the daily lives of people as something that's every day. And that doesn't reduce its value, but rather make it accessible. You know, you can look at your bed in the morning as I'm just making a bed and it's a chore that I'm doing. And a chore has a particular context to it. It has a, a frame of mind that I don't want to do it. It has, a, you know, a feeling attached to it. There's a state of being. Oh my gosh, you know, I have to do my chores again. Or it can be, you know what? I am transforming my room that I'm sleeping in into a space of rest and I am transforming my day by creating a new beginning. You know, all those things are in how we language that situation. From the outside, without language, it's just atoms moving around and rearranging themselves in a particular order. But that doesn't, you know, that's not very inspiring, that's not very motivating. And language is a tool to help us change our state, to change our level of power. You know, that's why it is so powerful, because on one side, the meaning that that action means to you, like let's say it is a chore and it's, you don't want to do it, then what kind of state is that going to put you in? That's going to put you in a disempowered state, or you know, you're going to feel frustrated, or you don't want to be there, it's just something you want to get out of the way. Or the meaning that you put on it through language, you know, how you frame it to yourself, can put you in a totally different state. The action itself hasn't changed. It is how it occurs to you that's changed. And as a result, the emotional state that it puts you in as a result of that framing. So transformation exists in language. When you reframe something, you're transforming it in your mind. You are transforming a situation without necessarily having to do anything differently. And this is where the power lies, because if something happened to you that you don't like or there's a situation that is frustrating, part of that transformation is in language and how you are languaging it in your mind, how you're framing it, and how it occurs to you. So an instant breakthrough you can have is by changing what it means to you. And that's not easy. I'm not saying it is. But that is one of the areas that we can work in to facilitate a breakthrough and a transformation. So in language. Number six it is authored by intent. I like this one a lot too because it kind of piggybacks the last one. Your intent, what is what is that particular meaning that you want to create out of a situation? You know, what is your intent going into a situation? And I was talking to one of my friends, Elijah, who is a DJ, about the you know mundane stuff of even something like as creative as a DJ and fun is you know, being basically a host of a party for a living. There's always mundane things to do. There are, you know, you got to set up the cables. You have to put, 
you know, tape on them, all kinds of things that we don't necessarily want to do. And how do you approach that? How do you approach those mundane things, your chores, right? And create them to be something different. And it was all about intent. What is the intent that I'm setting for this particular situation? And that's, you know, intent is when you take control of the situation with your with your attention. Because it's very easy, you know, there's a saying that I have in the book that I'm always telling people, it's create or be created. You are in the machine, you are in this system that is moving around constantly, and that is the only constant is change. And you can either be created by it, which you are already every moment of the day, or you can take life by the horn, so to speak, and author some of that creation yourself. That's why I say authored by intent. It is your authorship, your attention, that decides to pull away from the stream and create something of your own to create that situation outside of the mundane. Put the intent on what you want from that situation, from that relationship, from that meeting, from that outcome. Use your attention and awareness for what it is for, which is creation. We are a very complicated species, and it's taken a long time for the universe to come up with this form, this human being that can run around and see relationships between things and create things out of you know, thin air with our minds visualizing things and making plans and working with others to bring things through fruition. It's really pretty amazing in the history of the universe, of existence, of life. So it's taken a while to come up with that form, do not waste your precious mind. You know, use that power to create intent for what you are doing. So that's number six. Number seven, and the final one, is that it has a powerful meaning. And this also kind of ties in. These are all a little similar. It ties into the, the fifth one, which is exists in language. But it's a little more specific. This has a powerful meaning. You know, what does that mean? Is that transformation is not just a meaningless change. What is the difference between change and transformation? Change is happening all the time. You know, but there's certain change that is meaningful to us, and that is the kind of change that we often refer to as transformation. You know, so what is it? Why is it? You know, you look at everything around you that is changing, and if we were to describe it, we use all of the you know, questions like what, who, when, where, how. Those are all the descriptory, you know, descriptive questions. And why is the one that implies meaning? What is the meaning behind what it is that's happened, what it is that is happening, what I plan to do? And the why is always the most important because when you have a powerful why, when that why is significant to you, then the motivation for action can be sustained. The motivation for great things can be started. It's the spark for a new project, a powerful idea. And that is why you always have to reevaluate your why, because your why is your meaning. What is the meaning behind what you are doing? What is the purpose? You know, you have to, one of the seven transformations, which is actually the seventh one that I talk about, has to deal with purpose. What is our purpose? And they've, they've released studies on the importance of that for your long-term health. You know, we are social creatures, again. And our ability to 
be integrated into society with our purpose and what we are doing, what we are contributing, what we are providing with our talents and gifts, things that we're passionate about, is super important for health. In fact, it's one of the most important things. So purpose, your why, your meaning, that is a key component to transformation. What is it that makes it meaningful? And how can you make it meaningful? You know, those are things that we have to ask ourselves all the time. It's that age-old Greek myth of Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the hill, being cursed for eternity to do this seemingly mundane task, you know, and it's up to him to decide whether it has purpose or not. From the outside, it seems that it's a purposeless task, just moving a boulder up a hill and letting it fall again. And that's life. If you think about it, it's just a constant change from one thing to another. And the things that are most rewarding to us are the ones that we give the meaning to. You know, so how can you create through your intent that meaning and move yourself forward into experiencing the beauty that is life? Because it does have inherent beauty for us to discover, and that is the work of transformation. So let's review all seven of the different facets of transformation. So the first one is something that you give up or let go. The second one is that it occurs mutually or reciprocally. Whenever you are contributing to someone else, you are also contributed to. It exists in trying something new, going outside your comfort zone. That's where transformation exists. It also happens when you give something, not just give something up, but when you give, when you give of yourself, when you are generous, when you take a risk, when you are open and you put yourself out there. It exists in language and how you are framing and you know, making situations and people occur to you. It is authored by your intent, which is the use of your awareness and focus to create a specific outcome for yourself. And obviously, some of these work in tandem. Like if I'm authoring a particular intent out of a situation and it doesn't go that way, then I also have to learn to give it up or create a new intent or find somebody that I can contribute to that can help me in the same process or try something new with the action and, you know, so on. So they all feed into each other to create this pathway of transformation. And ultimately that pathway is your purpose. It is your meaning in your life, your life purpose. These are sound like big words, but my goal is really, I have a whole chapter dedicated to this in the book about how these words aren't as big as we make them out to mean. That doesn't, again, that doesn't reduce their value. It just reduces their, you know, mysticism in the sense that they can be in a conversation every day. You can talk to your friends about your life purpose. You can ask yourself these things without feeling like, oh my gosh, this is a super serious deal. You know, don't be so serious, those kind of things. We tend to avoid those things or brush them off usually out of fear or usually out of maybe looking weird. I don't know what it is, you know, but my goal is to make these things accessible, normal, because I think they belong in conversations on an everyday level. So there you go. Those are my seven perspectives, <laughs> whatever we want to call them today. Pillars, places, perspectives. I haven't figured out a word yet for them, but those are the seven things I've come up with. The transformation means to me, 
uh, after all the work that I've done and I continue to do and learn and all the people that I've interviewed. So let me know what it means to you. This is your turn now. I really highly encourage you to contribute. Let me know. Let's both transform, right? That's number, uh, what is it, two, right? So contribute to this show and let me know what it means to you. I'd love to give you a shout out and to see what kind of things you guys come up with. So thank you so much for supporting this show, for listening. As always, if you have any suggestions, if you want to reach out, feel free to contact me on my website. I have uh, some cool stuff on there. We just have a Patreon account that we started. And the cool thing about that that I really want to share with you is that every I have some benefits on there. Obviously, there's some really cool things, uh, depending on how much you want to contribute per month. Uh, but the cool thing that I think is that 20% of any dollar that I get from that account, I will donate to charity. I'm involved with several charities on a regular basis through volunteer efforts. You can check out that involvement on my website on the community page and uh, see the kind of stuff that's going on. There's some really cool charities here. So if you want to uh, support and contribute, let's all make the world a better place through transformation. I would love to start writing some checks for these awesome organizations, and you can let me know which one you want to support. So if you're a Patreon member, that's pretty much my promise to you, and I will post those checks on Instagram uh, when those things start going. I just opened the Patreon account, so I don't think anybody's signed up yet. But hey, you know what? It's, I'm open to the growth and transformation. So thank you so much for supporting this show, for listening. If you find this episode useful, share it with your friends, anybody that you feel that could learn or contribute, let them know. You never know what kind of difference you'll make. And that is ultimately the work of transformation. So thank you so much for letting me contribute to your life. And I'll see you guys next week. You're listening to the seven transformations podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander for weekly articles on creating a life you love. Stay connected at the seven transformations.com.